Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast from Taylor's Media. This is episode 24, and I'm your host, as always, Andy Davis. I'm always Andy Davis. And that's it. Everyone is open. Well, everyone is allowed to open, so most people are open. I hope it's all working out for you. The overall vibe seems to be incredibly positive, broadly speaking, so I've got everything crossed up here in the loft that this continues for everyone. I'm also a 48-year-old man who's just used the word vibe. Uh, as always, we have a couple of really interesting guests. First up, we have a very switched-on bathroom retailer from down here in London. I'm assuming London is still there. I haven't been out of this loft for a long time. And that's Sam Colwell from Bathrooms by Design. He's got some really interesting views on how they need to adapt to how the consumer will research and purchase bathrooms in the future. So that's really worth listening to. And then we have Paul Jenkinson from Faith Furniture. He's another proudly British manufacturer who believes that UK retailers will look more towards home for their products in the future post-lockdown. But first... It's Taylor's Media Shameless Plug Time, of course, and you may have noticed that we've started the Save Our Skills campaign. It became obvious to me that the inevitable redundancies following the lockdown were starting to kick in, and in one day of watching LinkedIn, I added up people with over 100 years of experience that might have to leave this sector. We can't let that happen if we can help it, that's my view. We need to keep the skills, the knowledge, the experience in the KBB sector as we need it now more than ever. So we launched KBB Review Save Our Skills. And the main principle is that we're going to do a weekly email to our whole database highlighting people who have recently been made redundant in the hope that anyone out there with vacancies will get in touch with them. We sent out the first mail of this week, I hope you saw it, and so far, so good. Now, we're extending the Save Our Skills initiative by offering free recruitment ads on kbbreview.com for independent retailers. So if you have a job you want to fill, you can post them for free with us and get to the whole industry. Bit of small print, to qualify you have to be an independent KBB retailer with three showrooms or less and the offer lasts until 5pm on July the 31st. Go to kbbreview.com forward slash jobs for more info. Right, let's hear now from another very forward-thinking retailer. This time it's Bathrooms down in London. And this time we've got Sam Colwell, the owner of Bathrooms by Design. Sam, are you there? I am indeed. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, sir. Thank you very much. I'm still up in my loft. How are you doing? You're at home, I'm assuming? I am. I'm in the uh, room in the loft, which is my makeshift home office at the moment. Yes, I know the feeling. Now, for those that aren't familiar with Bathrooms by Design, give us a bit of potted history of what you do and, and how you've got where you are. Sure. So we're a bathroom retailer based in London. We've been going for for 13 years, got three stores, Richmond, Brentford and Fulham. We've also got an e-commerce part of the business that we're looking to to grow uh, just to give customers that that real omni-channel experience where they can get a showroom experience, but then dip in and out of the process on our website, get ideas, get inspiration, get any kind of knowledge that they need to help make a decision. So we've got we got that part of the business. We're we're also dealing with with trade, um, but something that's um, especially with the lockdown we've we've been looking at is is potentially how to support other retailers. And we've been developing our own design software and and uh, ERP system just to help us run our business. So you know we're looking at looking at ways to expand in that in that sense. I mean, one of the things I like about your business is you are always looking at new and slightly different ways of approaching what is very traditional stuff. I mean, you know, one of your showrooms famously is made out of shipping containers. Yes, yes, that's right. That was seemingly the uh, the most sensible way of building a showroom inside a warehouse. So we, we, we dumped five five containers at the front and 
after a couple of months, we had an unrecognisable uh, set of containers that uh, turned into into a bathroom showroom. I think there's there's lots of ways that you can you can help customers buy bathrooms, visualise their, their their kind of dream, their their, their perfect solution. And we're just trying to always look at ways to, to do that. But what's very interesting with you guys is, as you say, you you have developed your own software as well, your own sort of design software. Has that helped when it comes to sort of have to switch on this remote working, remote meetings kind of way of operating? That you have it is your software and you can adapt and change it uh, as much as you like. Absolutely. So, so about a year ago, we started prototyping the online design consultation and. It went pretty well. So, so we, we, we did a little bit of pay-per-click in, in particular areas around the country. We ended up selling bathrooms in Cornwall, Norwich, Scotland to people that had never seen, touched and felt the product. So we kind of proved at a very small scale that, that it is possible. And I think now people are forced to, to go down that route, which is how we've been able to, to get some orders through from, from people that haven't been to our showrooms. So we, we, we definitely feel that that's, that's helped. And we, we, we've got a software development team in-house that are constantly improving the functionality just to make it easier for the designers to design, but also easier for the customers to, to visualize. So we've got the VR app. Um, we'll, we'll post them out a Google Cardboard headset so they, can, so that they can walk around their bathroom before they buy. And, and really just try and give as much of a showroom experience from the comfort of their home as, as possible. And there's, there's lots of ways that you can do that with, with technology. And I think at the moment, it's, it's a real turning point for consumerism in general. I think there's going to be a huge shift towards online purchasing, not just for the, for the standard things that have been popular over the last couple of years, but I think home improvement will, will see a huge shift towards the online purchasing, whether it's tradespeople or, or homeowners. That's what we feel is going to happen. Well, I guess what it does is it gives the, the consumer, the homeowner, the opportunity to engage with you in lots of different ways. It's not a case of they will only engage with you digitally or only engage with you in the showroom. They will engage with you whatever is the most convenient at whatever stage of the process that they are in. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's, um, there isn't one size fits all for customers. And, and we've identified that there's different behaviours, different trends and and just the, the way people feel comfortable buying a bathroom, which you know, for a lot of people is a, a massive expense. I've recently done my bathroom, and, and the amount of decisions you've got to make, the, the just the little things that you don't you don't typically think about, um, that's all got to be considered. It is it is a, a huge expense, and and we need to do right by by those customers, whether they're comfortable sat in front of a, a designer in a showroom. Or if they'd rather be at home on a on a computer doing it themselves, as we've got some tools on the website where customers can create their own suites, um, which will be going live very, very soon. Or if they want their handheld through the whole process, so we try to cater for for everyone. And and then there's also trade. And I think if you look at companies like Howden's that have got a real strong proposition for for trade, and you know they've built their business from from those strong partnerships. Um, there's a lot we can learn from that and, and also catering for the tradespeople and making it really easy for them to deal with us. I think it's a really important shift that we're going to be making is, you know, how can we make it effortless for a tradesperson once they've either sent a customer to us and, and, and they've bought or or they've just, just ended up getting a getting a project and we've supplied the goods. We want to make it effortless for them to to get the goods when they need to. If there's any technical support, they can they can get that. They can they can use an app to get instructions that may have been thrown out in the skip or all those kind of things. There's you know there's many different ways that we can we can support any any stakeholder in a project. 
what about the actual showrooms themselves? Are you putting screens in? Are you putting in you know arrows all over the floor? What are you doing? We're gonna because each each store's got got three or four desks, so we're gonna have desks that are assigned in this transition period, um, which will be far enough away to 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 stick to the uh, social distancing rules. We've we've not thought about going to the level of the supermarkets. Typically, our showrooms are not high high traffic areas. We may at any given time have have two, possibly three three customers, and there's enough space to 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 keep the distance between uh, between customers and designers at least the two meters. So we've not felt it quite necessary to to go to those levels of having having screens and and having markings. It's I guess common sense in a lot of ways, and just relying on people to to be sensible. I think a part of that is that it's quite a big investment for people as well. If they do want to get lots of screens fitted and measures that require some kind of uh, fitting, it's not an inconsequential amount of money at a time when there's no money coming in. Absolutely, I mean it, it, that, uh, that's a great um, a great point, and also it's it's also about the the ambience of a of a showroom. Do you really yeah. want to be walking into somewhere where you, you're making a key decision about about your home? That's you know you're looking for inspiration, you're looking to to be creative, and and you're looking to to speak to an expert. To then have a, a perspex screen between you and, and all kinds of warnings and and reminders of the, the you know the horrors of what's been going on. It just doesn't feel like that's what we should be going for. We should almost treat our showrooms as a as a safe haven from all that. Yes. We need to act responsibly, but we don't want we don't want people to feel like they're in in a, a controlled environment like that. We want them to relax. We want them to, to really um, be able to be absorbed in the in the whole experience. Okay, so how are you going to get them there? What kind of marketing are you going to do to to say that bathrooms by design is open for business? The social media platforms are are a great way to tell people about your business. There's you know, all of the platforms now have have their own ways of interacting with with your potential customers. Um, Pinterest is a great one for for just telling people about the sorts of projects you're working on visually, so you can you can load up inspiring images, um, which which hopefully gets clicks to your, clicks to your site. You can talk about on, on on Facebook the things that you're doing. Maybe share a bit of experience and expertise. Talk people through how they should approach their projects and and give them ideas and suggestions. So that social media is definitely going to be a key part to to us getting back to normal and us driving customers to, to our business. But then there's the the standard pay per click, having all of those campaigns uh, going to drive customers to our. To our showroom pages on the website, where they can then book an appointment with with one of our designers. Uh, so those so those are probably the main areas from a from an online marketing perspective. But we're also doing a bit of outbound. We want to be talking to tradespeople. We want to be seeing what we can do to support them, and just finding out about how they're doing at the moment, what what their business as usual looks like, how long until they get to that point, and and whether there's anything we can do to support that. One of the things that's been discussed a little bit is is the slightly inconsistent support that suppliers may have been giving retailers. What kind of feedback have you had from your suppliers, and, and how are they backing you? Do you feel they're supporting you? I, I think exactly what you said. It's, it's it's been a huge mix between the good and the not so good. Um, we've been having some some really nice conversations with suppliers that have just been lending their support and asking what they can do to help us, and and that that certainly doesn't doesn't go unnoticed. And there's others that have been very quiet and. Like a lot of businesses, we haven't 
always throughout this uh, throughout this lockdown period been able to to pay bills on time, and the difference between some suppliers and others is is, is quite staggering. The ones that are happy to wait, that are willing to support, and willing to to still supply goods, even though we may be um, not quite up to date on on payments for for, for a number of reasons. So the ones that are, are taking a slightly different stance. So I think the foundations for a really strong partnership moving forward has already been sowed with a lot of our suppliers. And uh, I think we, we'll be able to make decisions on on who we who we go forward with, with the experience we've had over the last couple of months. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think a lot of retailers will be thinking the same things. I mean, obviously, those suppliers have had to deal with all the same problems that you've had to yeah. deal with. And, you know, their own... Uh, cash flow their own their, their, their turnover has been slashed too yeah. so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting sort of few months when all this kind of comes out in the wash about uh, who's back to where the loyalty sits it's going to be a really interesting little bun fight i suspect for a few months absolutely. after that absolutely and, and and i think you know the stance we've taken with with our key suppliers is you know we're in this together and the, the market's been hit like nothing has ever hit it in history and we ultimately share the same the same customers. We ultimately have the same duty to, to customers to to supply bathrooms, and everyone in that chain in that supply chain needs to take some responsibility to to help us out. So if the if the market's dipped by seventy five percent, let's say, you know, is there a sensible way that over the course of the next year we can we can share that share that pain to some degree, um, work together, overcome these these challenges, and come back fighting a lot a lot stronger, be leaner and meaner. Um, I don't think it's a time for, for suppliers and and retailers to be to be at loggerheads. I think it's a time for collaboration and a time for um, for, for conversations that, that are a lot more positive and optimistic. Well, that, that's the next question, really. Is what are your predictions? For, you know, for the short, medium, and long term here. Do you think there's going to be a long lasting effect on the market, or will will it be this V shaped bounce back that people are talking about? What's your predictions? I think it's time for change across the industry. I think the way that the way that all businesses do things, I think now is a great opportunity to to really take stock and and and, and look at making positive changes. I, I don't think it will bounce back in, immediately. I think there will be a, a lag, but afterwards, I think we'll, we'll gradually pick up all the people that would typically be buying bathrooms and, and thinking about renovating their homes um, at the start of the year. They will more than likely still still go through with it, especially with the support that the, the, the government have offered. But undoubtedly with the with the recession to come, that will have a have a knock on effect. So I think it's 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 time to look at how we interact with each other as, as businesses and, and you know there's there's some things that, that we, we see as the like the norm in, in bathrooms and kitchens. But maybe it's 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 time for a change. And I think things like restocking charges you know, is it is it time for us to, to to relook at how that works, or you know, direct deliveries to customers? There's a lot of suppliers that are, that have been doing direct deliveries for the epi- the pandemic reasons, but you know, maybe, maybe there's other things that we can we can see continue that that's ultimately going to going to help the customer, help the retailers, and long term help the suppliers as well. As always, Sam, your insight is very uh, helpful. It's very positive. If anyone's going to get come out of this well, it's going to be you. But the most important question, of course, the one that everyone wants to know, the one that that we're all building up to through every one of these conversations, is what is your deserted kitchen island disc? <laughs> well, if if it had to be one, it, it would definitely be Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. 
Ah, see Queen, but not Don't Stop Me Now. I no, like that. No, it's it's got to be the uh, the, the head banging in the car from the, the Wayne's World film. That, that does it for me. Do you sing along in the operatic voice? Um, not quite operatic, but uh, I, I give it my best shot in a, in a very monotone way. <laughs> Which I suspect most people do. Well, look, Sam, thank you so much for sparing us a little bit of time today. Thank you. Ray. I know you're there. Look, you're there on your own, looking after two very small children as well. So, thank you for for, for just letting them run riot while you're talking to me. So, thank no, you very much. No problem. Um, and good and good luck for the future. And we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Okay, let's get another view from a British supplier down the line. Hopefully, is Paul Jenkinson, the MD of Faith Furniture. Paul, are you there? I am indeed. Hello, sir. How are you getting on? I'm fine. You? Yeah, I'm okay. Up in the loft, sun shining, everything is good. Now, for those that are unfamiliar with Faith Furniture and the brands that you have, give us a bit of an overview of who you are and what you do. Okay, so we're a kitchen manufacturer supplier. We're based in Bolton and we supply independent retailers and merchant studios up and down the UK. We have three brands. We have Evo, we have Lacana, and we have Form from Lacana. Lakana was uh, very high profile at KBB for those that saw you there. You had a very successful show, didn't you? We did. It was fantastic. Yeah, it exceeded our expectations. Really, really pleased with the reaction. So it's a bit of a shame, a bit of a shame therefore, that the follow-up is, is, is what's going on here, of course. Well, the way I've run the business, the way we run the business, uh, it, we, we've made sure that we've, 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 we've been saving for a rainy day. It's my mentality personally. It's how I work. It's my ethos. And, and that's how I run the business. So we're in a good position to take advantage of the government support as well. So we've been in the, the, the privileged position that we do need to we do, we do need to take help from the government for sure. Uh, but but both of the banks that we deal with have been willing to work with us on that. So so that's been very positive. The furlough process has worked for us, and as I said, we've been we've been looking after the pe- uh, the pennies for the last six years. So so we're we're okay. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about in particular was how important is the sort of Britishness of what you do in a situation like this? Do you find that more people are coming to you to talk about the fact that you're in the same country as they are when perhaps they might have dealt with German kitchens or or Italian kitchens or whatever uh, for some time that there might be some need or desire to look a bit closer to home? It's been important. I think I think Brexit made that a subject that was becoming increasingly important to consumers and to and to dealers and retailers. And and I think that it is only um, has only heightened during the last six to eight weeks. So so that's important. It's important that that the consumers feel that they're they're shopping in, with a, with a British company and the, and the products are built and and, and supplied from a, a British environment. So yeah, I think that's that's grown in importance. Would be my view. But do you think some of that is to do with fears of interruption of supply? I think a combination of things. Certainly interruption of supply, but I think patriotism. I think I think that'll have a lot to do with, with, with life. Brought about by happenings political happenings over the last few years as well as the most recent things. So I, I think I think supply will be important. People will want to know that they can get the product, but but I think people will be choosing to for for whatever their agenda. I think there will be a, a surge towards buying British. Yeah, it'd be interesting if that happens, isn't it? Because up to this point, or certainly a few years ago, you could tell British product a mile off in, in the style that it was in. You know, that it was not quite German, not quite Italian, neither one thing or the other. But in the last few years, I've seen the British kitchen doesn't necessarily have to mean a farmhouse style, small bone, Wilkinson, whatever type of kitchen. 
the mid-market contemporary kitchen for British manufacturing has gone leaps and bounds in the last few years? I think, yeah, I think, and again, our brands reflect that. So Form is has taken all of its inspiration from the European styling, from German styling. It's, we exhibited it at the show. It had a fantastic response. Uh, we've done things slightly different with, with form in so much as we use painted more than we use MFC as our facial choice. So, so we've absolutely got an offer for, for people wanting that Germanic styling. And then you talk about the, the top end, the, the traditional market. I think people are looking for that. But I think that we're a volume business. We, we, want, to, we want to supply the mass market. And I think what people are looking for is classic, I think, more than traditional. So I think the choices that we offer in the painted collections, both in the style of the door and in the colour of the fascia, so the choices that you've got of the colour, I think I think you know we, we're in a position to supply that, and there's a, there's a demand for that. In the last eighteen months to two years, we've seen our shaker doors, which we, but people are quite precise. Research says I want a shaker of a certain width. I don't want a wide shaker. It's got to be a narrower shaker, and people are very clear that they want a certain colour. So consumers are more savvy now than they've ever been. And I think that will only, again, only grow as people are becoming more, um, I've got more time to look at the web, certainly at the moment. And I think that'll become a, a, a critical part of people's uh, buying decisions moving forward. So yeah, we've, we've got those choices. We appeal across the classic side of British and, and across arguably the European Germanic style. Yeah, and I guess uh, no one wants to put it in these terms, but you are there's a long-term opportunity for you here in this, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I-, I can't speak for the companies buying German products or buying products from any other part of the world, but we can give them a choice that says you can buy off a company that's based in Britain, that's manufacturing in Britain, as much as you know, there's an acceptance that Italian doors are still amongst the best doors that you, c- you can buy in the kitchen industry. But but I think giving people that choice, will, 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 I think it'll be, a, it'll be accepted in a positive way moving forward. I think it will be what people will be looking for, retailers will be looking for. Face Furniture, what, five, six years old now, something like that? Just under six years old, yeah. But you personally have been in the, the industry a long time. We've bumped into each other so many times through the years. Yeah. You've been involved with companies that have gone through issues and troubles, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, not you, because of you, but you have been part of them. Thanks. What's your What's your gut instinct for what's going to happen here in the next sort of three, six, twelve months? What's going to happen? Uh, I think I think there will be potentially a, a surge of business for people who've been in lockdown. Uh, for people who have come out of this feeling secure um, financially and in their employment. So I think there will be a surge of business. People, uh, I've got personal family experience of of people who've been looking at a kitchen that they've not really liked, but while they've been busy, two teachers, my niece and and her partner, uh, have been looking at their kitchen um, whilst they've been very busy. They've lived with it. While they've been on lockdown working from home, their kitchen has become their number one priority for post-lockdown. I hope you give them a good price. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure I will. But um, I'm using them as an example. I think people want people won't be travelling uh, this year. Holidays and are, are not going to the seven billion pounds worth of travel refunds due out into the into the British public. Some of that money will be saved. Some of that money will be reinvested in holidays. But some of that money, I believe, will go into home improvements. And I think we'll see a surge. I think there will be then the fallout. There'll be a period where. What is really going to happen? What is really going to happen? Which companies have made it? Which companies have had to make people redundant because sectors have, have disappeared? And we talk, you know, we talk a lot about the airline sector for that. So, so what's going to happen to them? So there might be a flattening initially uh, after that first initial sort of spike, uh, and then there'll be a rebuilding, and the economy, the British economy, will get back to where we need it to be. But I think it'll come in two or three waves. 
Do you think there'll be any fundamental changes in how this industry works and operates because of this experience? Absolutely, undoubtedly. Absolutely, undoubtedly. I don't think any of us understand. There's words that we've learned that none of us were using. I wasn't wasn't familiar with Zoom prior to this. I live on Zoom. The word furlough I wasn't aware of either, and I'm I'm more than aware of that now. But but I think Zoom, I think technology is a a facilitator for communication. I I didn't believe it could work as well as it works, and and, and I might have two or three Zoom calls a day as I'm getting the business moving now, and we're we're starting to see... uh, see the world uh, come out of lockdown and and i think consumers are doing the same so house party i couldn't believe the way that that worked through i don't think that's a business tool i think that's more for personal use but i think the world is 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 happier than it's ever been to talk over video and i think the quality of it is, is improving as well so i think that's one part of what will happen so i think virtual appointments are, will, will stay i think online as well i mean you, you, there's lots lots to be said about uh, lots to be read, I'm sorry, about what's happening online and, and the way Amazon have seen a, a, a surge in business. Uh, talking to people involved in the online online world, they're saying that online's probably progressed between six and eight years in the last in the last six months. So so I think the way online will work, because not, not, not necessarily for purchasing kitchens, but certainly for researching kitchens, I, I think it will grow. I think it will become a more important and critical part of a consumer's research into buying a kitchen and and deciding which retailer or which studio they will they will work with and where they at what stage of the process they engage face to face with somebody i think exactly. is what will change as well so it's not that one will replace the other it'll just mean that different stages of the process will be done in different ways agree i, th- I think that's absolutely fair and i think people will probably come to retailers more aware of, 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 of perhaps what they're looking for than, than they might have done before because research was previously done by getting in the car and driving um a lot of research perhaps might have been done that way where i think a lot of research now will probably done online and i think that's going to then force us all to look at the way that we, we communicate online the way we engage online what about i mean you were part of the distribution market for a, a long time with mark ii yeah What's your feeling on, on, on how that will change? More direct deliveries to consumers? What do you think? Yeah, we already, a big part of our, uh, our business is already direct deliveries. So one of, I suppose when, when, I, when I set Faith up in Locarno, one of the things that was at the heart of what I did was service. So, so facilitate, doing the things that people didn't want to do or doing the things that we were good at that other people perhaps weren't as good at. So, so site delivering of, of assembled kitchens at short notice, relatively short notice, that's a skill that we've been developing for years and years and years. It's at the heart of what we do. We don't run the business for us. We run it for, for our customers. So I think that that we're already, I'm getting inquiries now of people that want to make more of that. People who previously were quite opposed to the idea that we would deliver direct to site, but more and more that would be important. And, and as retailers look at their online presence as well, then they may, they may choose to use that service. But we, we, we're still a, a retail business focusing on retail studios. But we, our skill set allows for people to diversify into that digital market. Well, it's all brilliantly positive, Paul. And you know, I like talking to the to the guys who have set up their own business, the entrepreneurial ones, because they're the ones who I think sometimes have the most clarity with what might come next or what they need to do to adapt to what comes next. But the main question, Paul, is of course the one that everyone's waiting for. They all want to know what your deserted kitchen island disc is. What is your most positive feel-good song? I'm going to say Happy by Farrell Williams. Oh, I think we've had that one before. Not that that's wrong. 
But I think that's obviously the, it's a brilliantly obvious but fantastic choice. That is a, now a wedding reception classic, and it will go on the record. Thank you. Um, Bill Withers, lovely day. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, there oh, I see. There's so many of them. I'll we'll tell you what we'll do. When all this is over, we'll have a big sort of KBB industry disco, and I'll DJ only playing these songs. <laughs> Look forward to it. Yeah, like a, some kind of sad loft bound Tony Blackburn. <laughs> Thanks for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. We'll catch up again when all this is over. I hope. Super, thank you. Thanks for your time. Cheers, Paul. That's it. Huge thank you to Sam and to Paul. Don't forget to look out for our Save Our Skills campaign mailers every Monday. And if you have any vacancies, you might find your perfect candidate there. Equally, if you're a retailer, then you can post job ads for free on kbbreview.com too. So get in touch if you want to do that. And I will see you next time.